0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys
2: Football Club. How about you, Cowboys, yes! go
0: Cowboys!
2: This,
1: this is, is Cowboys, Cowboys Storylines with
0: Nick Eatman. What is up? Welcome to the final Cowboys Storyline of Training Camp here in Oxnard. We're gonna go out on a bang here with uh, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott will be joining us. I'm very confident about this. Dak will be joining us here in the second segment. That's why we're not going to take a whole lot of time here. In the first, we're going to do what we always do we're going to do the storylines. Now, remember, this is the final show here at camp when we go back to the star we got a brand new podcast that looks beautiful there uh podcast studio um that man i can't can't wait to, to get in there and and uh, that's where we're going to do our show it'll be live it'll be in the morning and it's going to be a 30 minute show we're going to get in and out we're going to get the fans to, to call we're going to get some some uh text messages we're going to get tweets all that definitely going to be a fan show not as much players so we wanted to capitalize and out here with the with the timing situation we had to make sure we got players and we've had some good ones and this week I mean we have ended strong uh, with with uh, Zach Martin yesterday and getting Dak today so all right let's let's look at the storylines um, of of camp today and also maybe just kind of a big picture look I will say. One of the things that, that they had a walk through this morning, uh, running back Ronald Jones, he's been dealing with a with a groin injury. Um, he got back into work a little bit there. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to play in this in this next game, but uh, he, he probably uh, would be available for the final preseason game against the Raiders, and that's big for him. He needs to kind of show what he can do before the season starts. He's going to have that two-game suspension. Um, so, you know does he stay in the mix here he kind of needs to get back and 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 put some some good reps up there obviously uh some other running backs are trying to to be chomping at the bit as well Deuce Vaughn being one of them uh what happens with Deuce does he does he play more this week Mike McCarthy said after practice he was talking with reporters that he does expect there to be a different rotation of running backs now he doesn't he says it doesn't matter who's playing early late none of that matters and I even asked him, I said, well, even if they're Seattle's playing their starters, and he said, well, you know, you, yeah, you do evaluate who you're playing against, but I, it sounds like they're going to just rotate these guys in and out throughout the game. So you're going to see some Rico Dattle. You'll see Malik Davis, Hunter Lipke, and, of course, you're going to see Deuce. And so that'll be, that'll be good to see the, these running backs. I think everybody wants to see Deuce Vaughn earlier in the game. They just want to see him in general. He's fun to watch. But also earlier – maybe against better competition, and also with better competition as well. That's one thing that fans kind of we – talk, we talked about this last week. One of the things that you kind of forget is that, well, if you're playing against backups, but you're also playing with backups. You know, if you're playing against third-teamers, you also have third-teamers blocking for you. So uh, it kind of all goes hand-in-hand. Hand, but running backs are going to be something we're definitely going to watch. Uh, quarterbacks, Will agree. I mean, they only have three and one's not playing – uh, unless he, he's going to tell us differently here in a little bit, but uh, Dak is not going to be playing. Uh, we're going to ask him, though, if, he, if he'd like to. Not that, not that that matters if he wants to play or not. Uh, they, they are not going to put him out there. But um, especially in Seattle, if you remember, I think the last starting quarterback – to play in the preseason, this is probably not right because I think Dak has played some preseason snaps. But I know Romo played in Seattle, and it was his last preseason uh, game he ever played. He got hurt, and that's what opened the whole door for Dak. And um, I think it, that game kind of changed the philosophy a little bit, big picture wise, uh, and it, as it should. I mean, the last thing you want to do is lose your any key player to an injury and just to try to get a few reps. It's just, at the end of the day, it's absolutely not worth it. Uh, I'll take a quarter and a half of being rusty in week one. We saw it last last year. Tampa Bay, that team looked really rusty in week one. But they won, what, five in a row after that. So, um, and they were relatively healthy. So, uh, yeah, you, you'll you'll take that. As for the quarterbacks, though, I mean, I think same same thing. Cooper Rush starts, plays quarter, maybe quarter and a half. Will Greer comes in and, and takes it the rest of the way. So, um, good opportunity for, for Will Greer. He, I thought he played pretty well last uh, week, but but he had some moments, you know, good and bad. He needs a little bit more consistency. He'll get that opportunity against Seattle. All right, we're going to take a, a break here, going to get Dak in here, and then on the third segment, we're going to kind of break down all of camp. We're going to have a, a, some top ten uh, all-Oxnard team. Uh, I'm going to give my list, and and, uh, we'll also answer questions as well. So we're going to take a break. Cowboy Storyline we will be back with Dak Prescott.
3: I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket, so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team.
1: The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org.
2: Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the Star? And talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today.
1: We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to foodtopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like.
0: Ah. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back. Cowboy Storyline here and As Promised All Camp. I've been telling you, I've been like, I'm looking... Forward to to this, finally got him Dak Prescott, man. Dak, thanks for for joining us here. Last day of camp. How's it How's it feeling? So just to finally get get to this finish line here.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, it's exciting. Um, I don't want to call it a finish line. Right. We're just getting started, uh, so uh, we're just through lap one. I guess you can say for the most part. Um, it's been a joy always being able to come out here to Oxnard. Uh, the people, the volunteers, the fans, uh, they treat us great. Amazing weather. Yes. Um, it's going to be tough to leave this weather, honestly, it back that to That was the, the
0: finish line. That's what I meant. Yeah, the finish the, line of the weather.
3: Yeah, well, I'm not excited <laughs> about the heat back <laughs> right, in Texas, right. but uh, it's a blessing just being out here. Year eight. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a great camp. Can wrap it up with a lot of confidence and uh, knowing we did some good things out here.
0: What... Uh, what has been some of those good things? Like, if specifically, you're like, man, we came here, I feel better about this than I did before. Yeah,
3: I mean, just the direction of this offense. Obviously, with the coaching changes, uh, wondering exactly which way we're going to go with this thing, how Mike's going to call it, um, and just uh, having the, the players that we have, adding Brandon Cooks, the personnel, being able to use Terp and some of these guys more, um, just the way we finished yesterday. It wasn't a great day. Uh, necessarily scoring, but if you go back and look at that tape, a lot of things that we've been working on uh, came came to fruition uh, yesterday, and so it's a great way to just wrap up training camp. As I said, I'm excited about the direction we're headed, a lot of confidence in, in myself, where my game is, uh, and, and just as much as where this offense is and what we can do as a team. Uh, it's been a true iron sharpened iron. I mean, you right. saw the the uh, intensity and the passion showing full effect yesterday. And when you have two, two uh, great units that believe in themselves, uh, that's what you're going to get. And a lot of confidence is, is flowing throughout the group. And so uh, yesterday was, was uh, a testament to that.
0: One of the things, uh, you know, being the quarterback, you've said it so many times, being quarterback is obviously different. It's a different role. You know, offense versus defense. But you're the one that grabs Micah Parsons and talking to him after, you know, punches were thrown. Is, is, is it kind of a tough role for you to say – at some points I have to kind of be above both of them and I'm the I'm the leader of this team.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh what's up coach? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's my, dro- uh, that's my role, and that's my job, honestly, is just to bring everybody together, understanding that um, I encourage a lot of it. I mean, going back to the trash talking, going back to just feeding into the, the passion of the game and trying to get the most out of your teammates. Uh, but at the end of the day, we are on the same team. So uh, when it feels like it's getting ready to cross a line or you see punches thrown, it's important just to go grab those guys, understand, hey, man, like, I broke my thumb last year, and that's all it takes is for for you to, to break a finger, break a thumb, and now you're putting this whole team in jeopardy and what everything we've worked on and built. So uh, that's what that com- that conversation's about. Is um, I understand the passion, I understand the, the iron sharpens and iron and all the emotions in it, but at, at the end of the day, uh, we go back into the same locker room. We're all family. We're brothers. Right. Uh, so if we, as long as we leave it on the practice field and nobody gets hurt doing it, uh, doing it it's fine and uh that's what those conversations are about and um i enjoy being able to pick at the fire but at the same time knowing that these guys are going to listen and bring everybody together
0: well when we started i was going to ask you if you were ready but if you were ready like wait, wait, what does that come from with the we hear it before every snap where did that kind of originate what's that the 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 ready right before the snap
3: yeah, I mean that's that's the cadence, you know. I don't want to give away too okay. much. I mean, there's there's a lot of cameras yeah. and there's so much sound these days. Yeah. That, that's right. Uh, Nobody's
0: taking any photos or videos of camera. No one's heard yeah, that. Yeah, I right. mean, no,
3: I mean, I get it. But in the <laughs> same sense, that's uh, it's just it's just great for us to just get off on the, the same page. Thing. And honestly, um, I'll use it to I'll use it to our advantage as well, understanding that everybody knows that. But yeah, that's just something within the football.
0: All right, All right. I've got some fan questions before we get to that. Jalen Tolbert's a guy. A lot of people have been talking about. It feel like Brandon Cooks really helped him as well, but he's done sure. it on his own as well. What is what is what have you liked the most out of Jalen Tolbert?
3: Yeah, so much improvement. I think it starts from the neck up. I mean, you look at a guy last year they didn't get on his field the way that he planned to uh, and I think that hurts your confidence. I mean, I say it all the time that at this level, this is a this game is about 90% confidence. Uh, a lot of guys and almost everybody can do it, but it's who believes they can do it, who believes they're better, who believes that they're taking the next step and getting better. And uh, we've seen that so much in uh, Tober just this camp. And as you said, it's, it's credit to Cooks, but it's just as much credit to, to this team, this offense, to the coaching staff, and the most credit goes into him. I mean, he's the one that had to, to look himself in the mirror and, and go to work and uh, really just take everything in. And it's really shown this training camp. And he's made huge steps, huge stride, and a guy that we expect to contribute this fall.
0: I know he was one of the Dak Yard participants. I asked fans, I was like, send some questions to Dak. And the first one was, what are the food that they serve at the Dak Yard? Does he have any snacks? And I, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean know it, we're is, we're there is, to we're there to work. Yeah, is first, eating so. even
3: part of it? Okay. Yeah, we're there to work All first, right. so uh, you should have your. your I got appetite, better questions than that. Your okay. appetite full, but every now and then, Chef Hop does come in okay. and you know have a little pre or but, excuse me a little post-practice, post practice, yeah, post practice okay. snack.
0: Uh, Brett Bender, his question is: Dak as a veteran quarterback. It's a challenge. Is it a challenge to adjust to a new play caller, new system, new receivers?
3: No, I mean, it's been fun. Um, So, I mean, sure, there's a little bit of challenge in that, but I'm a guy that's always embraced any challenge in life, uh, on or off the field, and uh, having this one on the field, it's – um, and in the in the classroom, I guess you can say, it's been very stimulating just to, to get uh, Coach's mind as a play caller to understand why he's calling plays. Something huge we talk about is the play caller's purpose and what he expects out of a play, so uh, it's been fun. And then the new receivers, I mean, you got to give credit to guys like Brandon Cooks who are true professionals who expedited that process just with the way that they approach the game, their knowledge of the game, and honestly, their talent. So uh, it's been a great challenge, if you call it that, that I've accepted, and uh, we, we, we're striving right now, thriving in it.
0: This question is from Mike Gray, and it said, and I don't know how you feel about this term, but he said, do you feel like you can be a little bit more conservative with a defense like that, maybe even a bus driver? I personally have never thought that was a bad term. I don't know what you think about that, but just basically more of a conservative approach because you know you have a nasty defense. Yeah,
3: no, that's a fair question, and uh, you know, a lot of times in this game, people say he's a manager, and that that gets a lot of knock as you're saying, mm-hmm. and that's that's not necessarily, and that's that's understanding what team you have, understanding the players you have, and to answer his question, yeah, sure, at times, I mean. I've gotten so confident in my game and my ability. That's something I've worked hard on. But in the same sense, understanding that that you've got the defense is that yeah, it's okay to punt the ball in certain situations because hey, they're going to give you the ball back uh, in three plays or in three plays or less with the way that they make turnovers. So um, yeah, it's important for me to understand the flow of the game. I think as much as anything, and when to when to um, really test that risk versus reward. But in the same sense. Uh, to be aggressive in my own in my own style with the way as, with as well as, as Mike's calling the game and I think that's something that we're always in communication about is what he expects from a play and when I'm supposed to test it and I think a lot of times the plays have those uh, options within them. All right. How
0: about this one from Jake Benoist. He's got a two-part question. You can pick which one you want. The first one is which division foe do you like beating the most? The second one is which place do you like to fish all time? I would imagine it's probably going to be easier for you to pick that one than to say which division team you like to beat the most.
3: Yeah, I mean. I have some
0: records here as well.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: They're all tough. They're all. Yeah, different.
3: All the, 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 every, I mean, everybody's tough for sure. That's the cliche, cliche answer. And, I mean, it is true when you're playing the, the teams in your division, you play them twice. You get to see them at home, but then you've got to go to their mm-hmm. um, stadium. So, for me. Honestly, it's probably Philly, but more so just because of the environment and because right. of the fans. I mean, uh, it's it's a great place to play football. It's where passion is at its peak and. Uh, to go into there and to get a win and just to to battle with those guys has always been fun over my over my career and I guess if you look at the records that hadn't been the easiest one of them so eight and three um, yeah but, Philly maybe
0: not at Philly but but eight and three yeah you didn't play him the, last year in Philly you yeah I
3: didn't there. and that that was that was really one of those times that I realized the significance of of mm-hmm. this stadium and the and the passion and just the energy that that Mm. flows within it, and it's a special place. So, uh, yeah, I'd I'd probably put them there, but you said, I mean, all of them, and it's great to get a win against all of them and anybody in this league it being hard. And, um, honestly, the harder question is where is my favorite place to fish. (laughs) Uh, I just love being on the water, and obviously every different place offers different fish to catch and a different way to do it, so um, that's fun as well.
0: All right, and the last one, Mark Briscoe. Mark Bristow, would Dak prefer to get a few preseason plays in series in, especially with the new offense? prefer or do you understand i
3: mean i always yeah i understand i understand where where this uh where our team is what the coaches and what the front office they expect and what they want and that's their decision at the end of the day but i'm one of the guys that i love this game i love to play this game it's tough for me to always watch guys suit up and take the field and me not be a part of it so um to say that yeah i mean I would always enjoy, it, but am I not? Am I getting out there with the same group that I'm going to play with? Come week one, uh, who knows? So that that's not necessarily my decision. Uh, leave, as I said, leave it up to the, the people that do. Um, and for me, it's just about supporting these guys and making sure the guys that are going to contribute and have a chance to 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 help this team in the in the fall um, really uh, understand that that we support them, that we need them, and that we're going to push them. And so for me, it's about driving the energy bus, and uh, and and honestly, just to go on top of that is. When you see practice yesterday or yeah. you just see the way that we practice, it's very game like as it is. So I feel like I'm getting preseason game reps just against our defense and I don't think there's a better opponent to play than our guys.
0: And one would say you're getting ready for the Giants mentally, but what we saw last week, you are getting the team ready for Seattle, the guys that are playing. It doesn't seem like you put that focus just yet. You you don't understand what's happening right here in front.
3: Yeah, I mean, as far as it comes to the film watching and really studying an opponent, um, yeah, I guess I can say that, I, that I've, I've I've been looking at, at week one and doing everything that I can this early to prepare um, and to kind of get a beat on what they're doing. But in the same sense, as I said, it's driving the energy bus for these young guys. I mean, I can't say I'm dialing into the defense of the, of, of the Seahawks, but more importantly... Um, really challenging our guys to, to know what they're doing and to be in the right place and understand the whole uh, entirety of our offense to make sure that they're playing their best and they're playing at full speed when they get out there and play whoever it is. Well,
0: thank you so much. I know you're an extremely yeah. busy guy, and just I really appreciate you stopping by. Of course. Thank you. All right. QB1, that's Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. We'll be right back on Cowboys Storyline to finish the show.
1: The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines.
0: Last segment here on Cowboys Storyline. Last one of the show. Last one of Oxnard. As I said earlier on, we're going back to the star. And when we go back to the star, uh, as I see Chris Beam praying to the to the heavens up here, uh, he's the producer. He's excited. He's been he's been the man. This this show doesn't happen, but obviously without Chris, uh, and, and I really appreciate him. Um, but but uh, how cool was that? Getting that Dak Prescott finally, and and I say finally because it's you know I've been hoping. We thought maybe a couple weeks ago it might happen, and and you know the busiest guy in the world. Everybody when they come to training camp, everybody wants to get interview with Dak. I mean that's just the most important thing. And so and I get it, I understand it. I'm the same way. I wanted him on the show, but well, for me I got I got uh, Zach Martin and then and then Dak last two days. So. Uh, shout out to them and also the, our Cowboys public relations staff for really helping uh, and, and be dedicated to, to getting some some good guests for this show. We're trying to get it off the ground. Uh, so I appreciate them, Chris, and, of course, obviously the fans here. This is a fan show, and i got some great questions here. I did answer uh, ask some to them or, uh, earlier. Got a ton more, and I apologize. I couldn't get to, to all of them there. I picked a few, though, that maybe I could also answer. I know I'm not that. Da- not trying to to say next best thing or anything like that, but there were some interesting questions that I wish we could have asked that, but maybe I can weigh in on as well. Uh, again, not not saying that it's the same, but uh, let's get to some of those. Um, dealing with a glare issue here. All right. Matt Holleran, he says, Dak, what is your best throw of your NFL career? That would have been a good question for him. I, I would have liked to have seen that. I... He had a good good one here at camp a few weeks ago and dropped it right in there for Semifahoko. Dropped it. But um, still a great throw. Um, to me, the, the, the throw that I always remember is the one where it goes against what the purists say. You, you're rolling left. You're not supposed to be throwing back across your body. And if you are, don't throw it 40 yards down the field. But – it was against the Giants in 2018, maybe. Yeah, regular season finale. Wasn't even supposed to be playing in the game because it didn't matter. The game didn't matter. They are already in the playoffs. But they play, They didn't play Zeke, but they played Dak. And they were down by seven late in the game. It was like fourth and 15, and he rolls left. He probably could have gotten the first down. It would have been tough. But he decided to throw it to Cole Beasley in the back of the end zone. And Beasley initially – Looked like it was an incomplete pass, but he got a knee down. One knee equals two feet. He made the catch. They overruled it and overturned it, and they called it a touchdown. And then they went for two and won the game, I think, 36-35. That, to me, was Dak's best throw because he rolling left, throws it down the field, touchdown. I'm sure he's had some some other great ones, but that one, I'm going to say that one was my favorite. So I'll answer for that one. Another question from Magneto. He was asking Dak. Ask him who will catch his first T D of the regular season. See, it's easy you could say, oh CD's gonna do it, or Cooks. It'll be somebody like Hendershot, you know, or 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 Tony Pollard, maybe, you know. It'll be it'll be somebody kind of different. I'm not gonna say it'll be a receiver. I'm not I wouldn't go with C D on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say give me somebody that you wouldn't expect Ferguson or Hendershot? Let's go. Let's go with Ferguson there. All right. Jose Rodriguez was asking QB one. He said, "For the two playoff games against San Francisco, what do you feel was missing the most? What needed uh, in order to win those games?" Two different games, for sure. They didn't have any juice to start with. I, I think that's the answer, actually, to both though. Is is juice, uh, playmakers. You know they, they were they were kind of stifled by that defense first cup first both games really, especially at the end when when Pollard got hurt last year and there was really nobody else other than CD you just didn't have any other guys making plays and I think that's that's why Cooks is here and I think you know I think that's that's why they, they they're hoping that Tolbert can do some stuff that's why they drafted Deuce Vaughn um, thinking that he could maybe be another guy in here just another speedy quick. Playmaker, um, you know, they weren't they weren't better than the 49ers in, in the first game. Um, they were, you know, messing around at the end, had a chance. They have still, you know, didn't deserve to win that one. But the second game, they didn't have a kicker. And I think that was a huge part of the game is they – not only did you miss an extra point, but you had no confidence that you could make anything. So then at that point, everything you had to score and you had to score touchdowns. And meanwhile, the other guy was making kicks, Robbie Gold. Uh, interesting. Robbie Gold was making kicks. Interesting. All right, Chase Dyer. He said, "What's McCarthy like that the fans don't get to see?" Obviously, you'd like to hear Dak answer that. That was a question for Dak. But uh, but you know, as media guys, we, we get to see a little different side of, of Mike every now and again. And I, I just think he's a, he's just a he's just a cool guy that could probably sit around and you know drink a few beers and you know talk about the game and you know just. Tell some jokes. I mean, I just just a dude. That's what I think. That's kind of what I think of him. You know, he's got to do it a certain way in front of you know, uh, cameras and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, for the most part, what you see is what you get. But yeah, when he when he gets to just kind of let let the hair down a little bit, I mean, he's he's a he's kind of he's a different guy. So just like everybody. All right, Uh, I think that's all the DAC questions here. I had another one for for me, Uh, Joe Simpson. Yeah, he says, your show is getting better each episode, Nick, and I really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. His question is, will C.J. Goodwin make this roster? I don't see how he can. It's not a Cowboys storyline if you don't ever get this question about C.J. Goodwin. I love C.J. Goodwin, by the way. One of the coolest guys on the team. I really like him a lot. I think he's a really good player, and I – would disagree that there's there's no way he can make it. Or he didn't say that. He said he doesn't see how he could make it. I, I think he can make it. I think he's I think he's a he's a he's a gunner. I mean that's that's I just think he's a guy who can play all your special teams. He's here for that reason. They resigned him. You know they resigned him. So I I think he makes it. No, somebody younger and cheaper is going to have to come in here and just be way better than him, and then also play some other. Spots on 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 defense or offense or whatever, and I just don't see that happening. I don't I don't see that happening. Goodwin is a good one is solid in all of the areas. He's not making a ton of money. I mean, he's a veteran minimum. I I, I don't I, I think he makes the team. Honestly, I think they even view him as the fourth specialist: kicker, punter, deep snapper. CJ Goodwin, I really do. So I don't think that's that's going to be um, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think he, he makes the team. All right. Got a few more minutes here. One of the things I wanted to do to kind of wrap it up, well, you'll see tomorrow on the website, DallasCowboys.com, you're going to see a, an all Oxnard team uh, or, you know, final best players of camp. And it will, we'll have our, our top ten. So I'm asking some of the guys and, and, and girls that have been here all of camp watching practice uh, to to uh, give me their, their best guys. And, and they did. I've, we've got some rolling in. We're going to put that together. But I thought I would share mine. You know, this is what I think. Top ten, not not overall, not ten players on the team, because you know Zach Martin would be in, in there. But this is just your your Oxnard guys, not even in the preseason game, guys that we've seen out here on these fields. So um, I gave I gave my list, and I have some honorable mentions. I did put Deuce and Demone Clark honorable mention. Uh, again, this is Oxnard stuff. We really saw Deuce do more uh, in the in the game, and I can't wait to see him. Uh, and the next one. All right, so I'll go through the list here. Number 10 for me um, I put was Jalen Brooks. And he's fallen down just, just a tad. Again, everything has got to be – I mean, he, he has been really, really good. He's been a huge surprise. But he's still going up against the backup sometimes and getting the backups thrown to him. And he's made every opportunity he can. He's has a little bit of a wall, maybe a back injury too, slowed him down. But I think just – because of expectations and all that, he makes the list. I put him number ten. Number nine, I'm going to go with Deron Bland. I thought Bland's had a really good, good, strong camp. Um, there's, there's some that believe that he has a chance to be one of the better corner or maybe the better corner on the team. Uh, he's, he's the third guy right now, and he's getting to learn behind some really good ones than Diggs and Gilmore. Uh, but I thought I thought Deron Bland has been the way he competes. He gets interceptions. He gets his hand on the ball. He's been really, really good. All right, number eight, I'm going to go with Jalen Tolbert. Again, expectations thing, but, but a lot of pressure on him. See, it's not the same as Brooks. There's no pressure on Brooks. I mean, sure there is. I mean, if not, you don't make the team, but pressure's on Jalen Tolbert to go and, and perform. And I think he's not only hit some expectations that he would be better, but he's exceeded those. I have him eighth on my list. All right, seven, hard to do for linebackers, but... Le- Leighton Van Der Esch has been really good, and he also is playing some different stuff. They got him rushing off the edge a little bit. He's flying around the ball, doing some things. He's been a leader to, to the Damone Clarks of the world and some of the other ones. I really like what I'm seeing out of, out of uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. So I'll put him uh, number seven on my list here. Um, all right, number six, I go with CD. Uh, CD is, I mean... I don't know if CD's the sixth best receiver in the NFL. I think he's probably better than that. I think he's top five um, for sure. But but just out here at camp, um, he's been he's been good. He had a he's had an interesting camp, probably more interesting than you'll even know. But uh, for him to go out and make some of these plays, he's been he's been really strong, consistent. Love what we're seeing out of him. Um, gonna I think he has a chance to have even a better season, which was hard to do. Second team All Pro. All right, number five, I went with Trayvon Diggs um you could make an argument and there are there's going to be a, some arguments that he's better than that. He's been good, great actually. Very tough to beat, very competitive and the thing about it is is that he brings the level of competition up. All that mess you want to talk about him and Dak, it it, it helps uh, when you take it to the field. So I put him number 5 on the list. Number 4 Number 4. Dak has been he's been really good. Okay, throws. There's been some picks here and there. Okay, there's been some touchdowns. I mean, that's that's what it is. Um, he's been he's been really good. We expected him to be really good. He has been that. Uh, I got him number four on my list. Number three, again, tough to do for any kind of offensive lineman, but Tyler Smith just looks different this year. This looks like it on a different level. You're not beating him on things. His strength is just off the charts. He's been. Outstanding in one-on-one drills, team drills. I think he could kick out to guard tackle right now if they needed him to. but I think he's finding a spot here at guard, and we'll see in the next year or two if they just if they want to push him out there and and play him a tackle. His agent will probably want that because that'll give him more money, I would imagine. But. But I kind of think his home is an inside and guard just because of the strength, and I want to see how it translates to the game. But he's been really good and so good that it's hard to pick a guard at, for camp, you know, the top campers, but uh, that's how good he's been. Number two, I go with, with Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks has been what we wanted to see from this team, what I've wanted to see from a speeder, speedster, a speeder, a speedster for a long, long time uh, for this offense, and he delivers that. But he's he's brought so much more to the table. What he's also been a leader. Jalen Tolbert's not on this list probably without Brandon Cooks. That's what I love about a guy that that's that's. He, he's he's uh secure about himself and his role to to, to lend a hand and, and and his experience to the other guys knowing that if I can make this guy, this guy and this guy better, we're all going to be better. And that's that's it that takes it some experience to kind of learn how to do that. So um, he's been great though and I think that he he's a perfect complement to this Texas Coast offense, West Coast offense, whatever. He's got these underneath routes that's really going to be tough for the defense to stop. But he, he's got some home run hitting abilities as well. Number one, Mike Parsons. He's been really good. Can't block him. Nobody can block him here. And I don't necessarily think it's a problem just yet with, with the tackle situation. I mean, we'll see over time. But he's he's been he's just had little one on one meetings with the quarterbacks every single time. It just seems like he just gets off the edge and just sits there. Do they want to stop the play, blow the horn, and say "Okay, sack," or do they want to let the play go through? But he has he could have disrupted practice more if if they would have stopped the play more. That's how much he has disrupted practice. He's been that good, that tough to block, and he's ready to go. Let's just don't. Break your hand, hitting anyone in the face mask or anything like that. As Dak said, don't do that, you know. Um, but but he he has been he's been very 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 tough uh, for anyone to try to 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 block and corral. And and think about this, Dan, This isn't anything. This is anything special. This is just running defense. You know, they're not really doing a ton of the things that they'll probably do in the games. He's just rushing off the edge. I I don't think I've seen him rush in the middle of the line. Uh, most of the time, he's coming off the left edge against the right tackle most of the time. But he but he goes back and forth there, too. But just nothing exotic. And that's when you know it's going to be really dangerous. Hadn't seen a ton out of linebacker out of him. Just seeing him rush the passer, and I haven't seen anyone block him. So that right there would be number one. All right. Well, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it here in uh in training camp, uh in Oxnard, California. It's been fun, guys. I I'll be honest. I didn't know what to expect with this with this new show. I, I really didn't. I didn't know how it was gonna go. And and I, it's still new. And it's gonna be new when we get back. But um I I, I love the feedback so far. Um I'm I'm getting more comfortable. So bear with me there. But I appreciate it. And when we get back into the studio, I think it'll it'll be. It'll it'll be even more comfortable, even though I won't have anyone around. But I think I, I'll have you guys, and you guys will call, and we'll be able to chat and talk back and forth, and. That'll be fun so again I can't thank Chris Beam enough a producer sits out here in this heat and uh, he's been his patience has been unbelievable us making this show and getting it getting it going and and, and guys in the back Josh Rodriguez William Boykins those guys have, have helped me uh, tremendously to try to get this thing going so all right we're gonna do it here for for training camp um, in Oxnard this has been the last edition of Cowboys storyline but we will see you guys when we get back to Frisco Peace.